Hi, Dad. Hi, Celine. Did you know that you and I are about the same age if you count time living in the world? What do you mean? Well, as you know, I left a high-control religious group around the time you were born. So you're in your 20s then? <laughs> well, maybe in my head. The thing is, though, because I had all of my beliefs about morals, science, politics, religion, philosophy provided for me, I spent the last 25 years trying to work out what I should think about a whole bunch of stuff and work out what's going on. No one knows what's going on, Dad. <laughs> well, I think it's about time we did. What Should I Think About is a podcast that sets off on a lofty goal to make sense of the complicated, contradictory, confusing but wonderful thing we call the world. Hello and welcome to the What Should I Think About podcast. I'm Celine, And I'm Stephen. And uh, it's a warm welcome again to producer Bob. Hello. Welcome to the show. Hi guys. Hi everybody. <laughs> very well. Very good. And we've got a really interesting subject today. Actually, we... Um, we came up with this subject as we were talking about our last subject, didn't we? We teased it. Um, <laughs> we did. So mm. symbols and symbolism. Um, so we're going to look at that as a subject. And actually, it covers a heck of a lot of ground. Um, so let's uh, let's kind of get straight into it. So what do we mean by symbols and symbolism? I mean, basically, this is a, the idea that one thing stands in for another thing, isn't it? So, mm -hmm, yeah. you know, that can be anything really. Both can be pictorial or it can be words or concepts. So the idea is that um, one thing represents something else. And there's lots of different ways of kind of describing that and looking at it. Um, so, Celine, you, you studied semiotics at university. So that, that might mm -hmm. be a, a good place to start. And then perhaps we can start thinking about how organizations and cultures mm -hmm. use that and obviously how religious groups cults and indeed from producer bob and my background how uh, yeah. how our religion sort of used it so do you want to yeah. kick us off with the semiotics thing yeah um so uh, when i was learning about semiotics it wasn't like a i just did a, a degree where that was like the main focus but it was about um different ways of like analyzing a text and breaking it down yeah. and understanding it and yeah, semiotics is one of those ways that you can do that. So the main thing with it is that it's about, yeah, signs, signifiers and symbols and what they mean. So not all of, not some of them are things as simple as like smoke normally means fire, but then it could mean something a bit more um, interesting, like red um, could mean seductive or it could mean danger. So these different kinds of meanings. So they're not, uh, some are more literal and some are more symbolic, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. we're interested in the symbolic quite a lot today, I would say. I think so, yeah. Um, so yeah. I, you can correct me if I'm wrong, mm -hmm. but when I was sort of doing my research on this, it seemed that something like a sign would be something mm -hmm. that is like a, a, an indication of something that might mm -hmm. happen, if you like, or that relates to something else. Mm -hmm. A symbol is something that is not like, uh, like red might be a symbol of love. Mm -hmm. There's no mm -hmm. real... Yeah. link to that you know red it could have been green it could have been yeah. blue you know it's mm -hmm. just that it happens to be red so there's some signed that, meaning yeah to exactly. kind of as, yeah. as culturally it comes to be people. known as that um mm -hmm. like from, from what i understand it um going back to sort of like the 18th century or something mm -hmm. uh little boy little baby boys clothes were always pink yeah mm -hmm. little baby girls were always blue blue um, is soft and gentle and pink was came yeah. from red which was strong and powerful exactly yeah. yeah and at some point that switched and, mm -hmm. and i mean now it, it probably doesn't matter but it's just mm -hmm. that the, the way that the culture decides um and then an index is something that is like has some relationship to it mm -hmm. so there's some kind of close relationship to one thing and another that was my understanding yeah is that is that right this is the idea yes right, okay. um but yeah i would say so that kind of gives you an idea of it as a concept um mm. but more interestingly for us i think will be the symbolic um yeah so these ones about uh, accrediting meaning via yeah people and the way that we all kind of mm. collectively agree that red means dangerous or sexy yeah um so um the uh, the thing that is interesting in terms of it's it's kind of quite that's quite a postmodern thing, um, which is like 
everything means nothing in everything kind of thing and dad gets annoyed about it but um <laughs> this idea that everything only means something because we've attributed meaning to it kind of thing yeah um so you know and that uh like you said it depends on where we are uh, um as humans how we do that so we used to describe a lot of things in um like hammer and nail terms because we were using a lot of physical work and we're mm. then you get to clockwork terminology because everything was you know um being operated mechanically and now we're in computer tech terminology mm. a lot yeah, um software hardware all that sort of exactly stuff, yeah. Yeah. um and it's all describing the same processes it's just mm. the language we're using the symbols have changed mm. um so it kind of shows you how we um do this as a process as people mm. um so this is the kind of idea and I thought it would be it's interesting the way that um I guess then as like religious groups will do that even further in the sense of the language used is um maybe not uh tech based or like um, computer based but it is biblical <laughs> um mm. in meaning so mm. um like we were talking about uh read just now in like general cultural meaning mm-hmm. um you know as as um witness background i suppose um it's definitely more leaning towards this like yeah sexy kind of oh like dangerous um potential meaning with like red nail polish and things like that like we, i think i've said on the podcast before mum was definitely looked mm. looked at for her jezebel mm. red nails yeah um, yeah <laughs> Um, and yeah, I guess that that kicks us off with some yeah. general okay. stuff. Mm. Everyone, good. interrupt me. <laughs> yeah, I'll interrupt you. Um, okay, then, producer Bob, uh, what what's your insights then into you, you've been thinking about uh, symbols and, yeah. and signs? What, yeah. What's your insights? Really good topic that we said we'd talk about. Mm. So I went away and had a look, and obviously, um, basically, that's the whole broad spectrum. Like Celine just explained, you can. Um, look at it in symbol- symbolism terms as in um, if you were looking at it in religious as- aspects you can look at um, you could take the bible and you could look at the book of revelation yeah. or the symbolism in that or you could go to uh, if you were in a church and you then you know the, there's crosses crucifixes everywhere mm-hmm. obviously symbolizing jesus and then you could then go down to people and what they attribute things to so like colors like what you've just said the nails or you know what Steve and I have spoken many times about our background as Jehovah's Witnesses and within Jehovah's Witnesses they have their own almost like little rules about things like you know if you wear an anklet or you know if you if you wear um somebody said to me today a charm bracelet you know because it's got little pendants on hanging off it charms and um yeah there is such a wide spectrum yeah. we can talk about so we're gonna concentrate on a few at a time i think aren't we Stephen? yeah mm-hmm. well, well should we should we talk about some um specifics then because then yeah. we can kind of kind of go off what what mm-hmm. specific symbols then um did you come up with yeah producer Bob? what did um, you find well we were um i i was doing a little bit of research and um i am going to talk about symbols that i particularly um have known in my past because mm-hmm my religious background was the Jehovah's Witnesses and I looked into their background and um, many people might know of them, of their association, particularly with the Watchtower mm. and um, looked into the Watchtower and um, that was really interesting because if you actually look at um, pictorial pictures of Watchtowers and stuff, they appear quite a lot within um, neo-pagan and tarot and um they they the, the actual watchtower itself has meaning in the symbolisms of the pictures so um this might be quite interesting just a l- small paragraph about the 1880s it was called the order of the golden dawn and the watchtower is ceremonial and it means magical tradition and it, ha- it represents the four cardinal points north east south and west mm. and then that itself can then be associated with traditions such as elements earth air fire and water stars and um or the stars in the sky mm. and um it says in, in christian influence magical traditions they could also represent the archangels so when i was talking about four points i'm talking about the turrets on the watchtower mm. mm-hmm. so um it's they also, interestingly, used to invoke watchtowers when they were casting magical circles. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And it's quite interesting that the Watchtower for Jehovah's Witnesses is the main name and it's the main magazine that people are aware mm-hmm. of and familiar with when it comes to Jehovah's Witnesses. And then um, a friend and I were doing a bit of research and right back in the 1880s when Watchtower started, they also, alongside the Watchtower and the scroll of the logo, they also used to have a crown with a cross going through it. And that actually is a very well-known Knights Templar um, logo. Um, so just when you look into the background of things that, that are used and stuff, I just mm-hmm. find it fascinating because obviously uh, people today wouldn't make that connection. But back mm-hmm. then it would have been a very big deal for Pastor Russell and the people that started mm-hmm. the religion because that was a big deal for them, you know, the times of the Knights Templars mm-hmm. and stuff and the connection with Freemasonry. I just thought it was an interesting one. Yeah, it's quite. It is interesting. I mean, this is one of those areas that um, I mean, it probably deserves its own mm. uh, podcast episode. I know. I know some ex witnesses go down that particular avenue um, and see a, a big kind of conspiracy behind mm. all of that. I, I don't personally see that. Mm. I suppose that what that's what. Um, when I was talking with my friend um, as well earlier about this before we came on, the interesting thing about when you have such a sort of um, symbolic, rich uh, kind of doctrine, mm-hmm. because obviously the JW, uh, at least their iteration of the Bible and the way they interpret it is very symbolic heavy. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it's, it, I suppose, yeah, it is a bit funny when you put such stock in these symbols and take them literally when there's things like, I suppose, like, yeah, that where... Um, you know, there's stuff that they'd say, well, yeah, that's out of, you know, that's out of use now. Or like that doesn't really mean anything anymore, but these symbols do. So I suppose that's an interesting area of grappling with. I don't know what you guys think of that. Mm. Yeah. I, I mean, it's also hard to, um, to know what, what you should see as symbolic and what you should say is is literal mm-hmm. i mean that this is the thing i mean jehovah's witnesses like they'll read the book of genesis and they'll say that um the creation of mankind is entirely literal there's no mm-hmm. symbolism there you know they actually believe in talking serpents and um you know men and women being created uh one from the other's bone and yeah. um you know that, yeah. that they actually think that happened so that's not symbolic mm. but then other things it's very pick and choose with it, the, with it, isn't yeah, it? It is. Mm-hmm. Well, what else have you got, Prof- um, Professor? I, I've, uh, Professor? I've promoted you there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I just thought picking up a bit on what Celine was talking about with mm. colour. Um, yeah. we did we mm. did a little bit of research with friends mm-hmm. and I, and um, it's quite interesting how um, Jesus Christ is predict um, presented in pictorial ways, mm. um, mm-hmm. the colours that he wears. Um, And this actually, again, picking up on the Watchtower Society of Jehovah's Witnesses, um, there was an article that they themselves wrote in 2013 Mm. where they spoke about how they presented Jesus and the colours that he wore. And, uh, again, just a few little snippets for you. Um, So when I'm talking about what Jesus wore, I'm talking about his robes, how he's predicted in the pictures. So they themselves said... um, Red. So red is very high visibility associated with energy, war and danger. It's an emotionally intense colour, can enhance human metabolism and increase um, respiration rate and blood pressure. And they said that red is associated with energy, war and danger. So Jesus, in their pictures of Jesus, he might be seen if he's like you know riding mm. to battle you know when he's coming from heaven yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. and then um so then they go on green so images of uh green reacts opposite to red much mm. it slows metabolism produces a calming effect is a restful color associated with tranquility and though it says in the images of jesus as a child we see jesus in green um, he's been treated warmly by his parents. So, like, you know, um, this mm-hmm. would be um, the story of Jesus at the temple when he was yeah. 12 years old. And yeah. mm-hmm. there's pictures that they've got in their articles and um, publications where the family find him and he's got a green robe. 
And then again, uh, just another one. Um, this is a good one because we often see Jesus predict, uh, published in white, don't mm-hmm. we? Mm-hmm. So white is associated with light, safety and cleanness. It's connected with qualities of goodness, innocence and purity. White is the colour most often mentioned in the Bible. In visions, humans and angels are shown dressed in white, emphasising righteousness and spiritual cleanliness. Mm. So, um, again, just basically uh, pictures of Jesus when he's kingly, presented Mm -hmm. as a king in heaven, you will often find him in white robes with like a gold crown. And um, I just think that that was a really interesting article, uh, the the Watchtower Society themselves, Produce mm-hmm. an article about why they presented Jesus in the colours that he did, that they do. Yeah, yeah, because that is a, a most definitely a choice, and I guess they're explaining those choices. There, yeah, aren't they? yeah. I mean, they do go on. There are lots of other colours that he's presented, but I thought those were the interesting ones for sure. Yeah, I think it's interesting that um, a lot of that uh, are culturally situated mm-hmm. as well. So you yeah. know, they're not they're not surprising. We wouldn't go, oh, that's weird. I wonder why. They're no. doing that because actually these are wider cultural norms yeah. that the society are borrowing from. Mm. Well, this which, is why you can do it as an English, um, yeah. a way of analysing a text, because mm. um, if it was just a few people thought that, it wouldn't be a very good way of analysing a text. No. Um, it has to be sort of culturally accepted, um, mm. at least by a particular group, wide, wide enough to make it worth saying mm. that this is what it's representing. Mm. Um but yeah, that's. I mean, the same choices. with like I suppose just um, thinking about white and what mm-hmm. colour white, the colour black. Mm-hmm. People wear white when they're doing something happy. So when they're getting married, or if they're christening a child, the, mm-hmm. white, the child usually wears white christening robes. Mm-hmm. And if people wear black, it's usually because they're at a funeral, mm-hmm. or you know, Grim obviously Wolf. the Grim Reaper is often depicted as a black mm-hmm. shadowy figure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, colours are incredibly symbolic and very interesting when you look yeah. at them. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, mm. Cool, yeah. Um, so thinking about some of the uh, symbols and stuff that I remember when I was growing up, um, and I think one of, one of the things that I wanted to just question is, again, this thing of, of when is, uh, well, the, the Freudian thing, you know, when is a knife just a knife? You know, and mm-hmm. I think that's that's a question sometimes. It's because we are so wired to look for significance in words and ideas. Then um, there's there might be a time when we yeah. we overdo it, you know. So um, you know, we notice significance in things that may maybe aren't even there. Well, I have the question: Do you think, um, you know, speaking to your own experience, do you think? Um, JWs do that more than general public or no um, in your your opinion I think I think I would say oh, I don't know, I'll let you answer that first uh, um, well it's quite interesting because I've only been in the general public mm. for a couple of years <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I've been surrounded all my life by JW and JW mm-hmm. thinking um, so and the last a couple of years have been very COVID dominated, so I've kind yeah. of been isolated even more. But mm-hmm. um, I think from what I've, my upbringing and stuff, there are a lot of um, odd ideas in the mm-hmm. JW um, organisation. And again, it, it, it's, it, there's some very peculiar ones like that the people will pick up on, like we talked mm-hmm. about red nail polish and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you, and that gets drummed into you as a child and then, mm-hmm. you know, and you when you do leave like we have then you're like oh what a load of nonsense you know yeah but you just you for example I don't know if your mother ever wore red nail polish again to the mm-hmm. meetings for fear of offending somebody when mm-hmm. actually there's never there's not anything wrong with that you now. might be struck down for it yeah <laughs> yeah I don't know yeah. that's my thoughts on that I don't think I've had long enough yet to analyze yeah. whether Okay. Normal people. <laughs> what do normal people think? Yeah. yeah, what do normal people think? Yeah. It's my um alien, um my research as a, a, an alien becoming human. Um but yeah, yeah, I would have thought so. I mean, I, I don't know, just in passing you um mm. I know people have I suppose thinking of my nan when we were kids, if you've knocked over the salt Mm. over the left shoulder a big handful goes for mm-hmm. shook it in the site uh, um what do they call it devil's eyes so that mm. you know and then there was all sorts of like 
symbols like if you put your shoes on the table it was bad luck mm-hmm. if you i mean i you know these could be symbols too if you open an umbrella yeah, yeah. or to do with luck really i think yeah, more than anything superstitions. And, yeah, yeah superstitions yeah yeah I think, I think that's closely linked isn't it um mm. sort of no, noticing uh, and we talked a bit about this when we talked to Brent Lee about conspiracy theories, uh, mm-hmm. noticing what appears to be connections or even causal links mm. uh, when there aren't any. I think that there's a definite close uh, relationship yeah. there. This is so, so what I was thinking was, you know, um, a few people we've spoke to said even once leaving, things would happen like there'd be earthquakes or Mm. um, nuclear threat or potentially the stuff happening in Ukraine at the moment. Um, Recent leavers might still think, oh, this is the start of, you know, the end. This is Armageddon Mm -hmm. because that, you know, you've been told to look for these symbols, these Mm -hmm. moments that will mean this. Um, And I wonder if you're on like high alert um, to look for these symbols, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. I think think you are to a degree. I think you are in specific areas. I mean, for me, this this whole activity is such a human. It's so so much mm-hmm. who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's some um, psychological disciplines that essentially say this is everything. Mm. You know, so there's a, a way of talking about psychology and, and sociology, which is called um, uh, symbolic interactionism, and that is right. basically saying that everything we do everything we understand in fact the world that we construct together is all done through um talking debating uh constructing the world through signs and symbols essentially so that's what we do and if you think about i think this these days is a very good example of that with these contested ideas around hot topics so we don't need to get into the specifics of the topics but if i was to say to you gender for instance you know that's that's a word and it's currently incredibly contested what does gender actually mean you know and on the Mm -hmm. one hand some might say well it's 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 obvious it's this and others would say well no it's not obvious because of xyz so when you get all these these arguments about certain things like gender or race even and these kind of hot button topics often it's what's happening is society is trying to battle for the uh dominant narrative they want their narrative to be the dominant one and so it's Mm -hmm. contested so this is you know this is so human i think it'd be wrong to say that jehovah's witnesses are particularly weird about this i think in in respects in certain areas Um, yeah, so I mean, I, I, in my research, I was thinking about some of the, uh, well, things like, I don't know where they talk about it so much now, but we used to talk about types and anti-types. Mm-hmm. And these are good examples of symbols. So um, I've I looked up a, a watchtower. Uh, there's a couple I've got here. There's one, quite an old one, back in 1956. But it, it was something that I remember as I was growing up. Um, so a type might be somebody like Isaiah. And Isaiah as a prophet was a type. And then the Jehovah's Witnesses of modern times would be the anti-type. So basically what they're saying is that Isaiah, his life was playing out a sort of bit of role play, if you like, that would um, point forward to the anti-type, which would be something that's happening now. Mm-hmm. So they, they make the point that they, they argue that um, this prophet was given a vision by Jehovah um, and he cried out, woe is me, basically because I haven't done what I should have done. And so they say this this happened back in, in, in you know. Um, Biblical times. Yeah, BC, whatever. Um but actually, it, its real anti-type or its its fulfilment is in 1918 when Jesus came to the temple and um, the, mm. the anointed remnant said, "Oh, we're not been doing what we should do," you know. So they played it out. Mm. So there's there's lots of this in Jehovah's mm, Witnesses. You know, there's I'd completely forgotten about that. Yeah, yeah there's there's mm. that. They like the festival of uh, Passover, for instance. Again, that's a good example. Jehovah's Witnesses by no means unique in this sort of stuff but they they say that passover was the the type um so the festival of the unfermented cakes and then the anti-type was when jesus did the last supper 
and he used the emblems, the unleavened bread and the wine, um, as a way to essentially fulfill that type, mm. and that became the antitype. And then what they claim is that um, in the type, the Passover lasted for seven days. Uh, so we've got another symbol here because the number seven in the Bible means heavenly completeness. Mm-hmm. So because the number seven means heavenly completeness and the Passover lasted for seven days, the antitype, which is the Passover and Jesus then sacrifice, um, that in 33 CE, that would then last until today because it was complete. It was, you know, so completeness means that it essentially mm. it was still going on this mm. this seven days that the old anti-type point and the the type point to so it's it's incredibly complex and this Mm. is the sort of thing that we would be taught and told about um so that that's interpreting real or at least historical events either mythical or or based in fact and imbuing onto them a symbolic meaning which i think is you know that is a christian it's a fundamentalist Mm. christian thing i think but it's fairly unusual to to a lot of modern ears, I think. Yeah, uh, uh, just picking up on what you've just mm-hmm. talked about, Stephen, I completely forgot. I mean, mm-hmm. um, all through being brought up as a Jehovah's Witness, everything had parallels according yeah. to them. Yeah. So it all felt like your life was really even more contrived because you've. It made me feel like I wasn't in control of anything at all because yeah. my life was playing out exactly as it had been predicted back in yeah. biblical times and. Um, and I don't know whether they still sort of angle it, the message that they preach that way anymore. It doesn't, I don't know, in recent years I haven't heard it quite so much. I do remember it loads when I was a child, for mm. sure. Yeah, I think yeah. Um, they seem to go through a period, I, you know, I've been gone so long now, it's mm. hard for me to say, so I'm probably not the right one to ask. But certainly in in back in my day, when <laughs> uh, when I was a witness, it was, there was a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think it's probably, I don't know, there is a there is a theory that it's a bit dumbed down now. So maybe that was a bit too complicated for mm. everybody. But mm. I think, you know, there is still some of that. I mean, we, we studied the Ezekiel prophecies, Isaiah's Daniel prophecies, book. Daniel's prophecies. Yeah, all of that, though, you know, was, yes, this happened then. But it's these are symbols and signs of things that that are either have happened recently in history or are about to happen. I mean, even the Jesus um, speaking to the the apostles um, about the destruction of Jerusalem. You know, that's I suppose that is still absolutely um, what they think, and that itself is a type. You know, so. Um, yes, Jesus was talking to his apostles, saying that Jerusalem would be destroyed, um, and as soon as they saw the sign, they would have to get out of Jerusalem. Um, and then that is that is um, appropriated, I would argue, and uh, claimed actually this means this other thing. Mm. So, I mean, it's quite a strange thing when you think about it that, that what they're saying is all these things in history where people were going about their lives, you know, getting married to each other and killing each other. And, uh, you know, all of that was was a prophecy. You know, it yeah. was a, essentially they were living out mm. a role-playing prophecy for our yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Kind Very of weird. odd. Yeah, yeah, I completely Is agree it meant with you to comfort people? Is it meant to, because you're like, oh, everything's happening as it should? Is it meant to, does, no, is there a see, purpose I think this to- is the analytical side of Jehovah's mm. Witnesses that I, I think people, I, I, I kind of, I often talk about this, but I'm not sure, again, maybe mm. this is because I was a bit of an old, I'm an old timer really, but mm. um, Jehovah's Witnesses is an odd combination of uh, irrational thinking, but also quite high level analytic thinking. It takes an analytical mind to look at scriptures and say, look at Bible passages and say, all right, okay, now this means this and it applies mm. to that. You know, that's quite a hard job to do. It is, yeah. It is no surprise to me, as you were saying all this, I was like, no wonder um, people get sucked into conspiracy theories afterwards, mm. though, because yeah, that just exactly. gears you right up for it, because that is the exact yeah. same logic and it's the same, um, See, I find evidence through this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, like, oh, the, all the evidence is here. 
I just need to find it and yeah this will mean this and these numbers mean this yeah yeah you know because there's always stuff with numbers I mean I was just thinking about the um you know the bible codes with all the numbers and stuff and I mean Mm. it's not a far jump is it from following biblical scripture to then where you're doing all this weird codifying anyway Um, yeah yeah yeah. absolutely would agree so what what was the number um so number seven Mm. was heavenly completeness so that's why it took god seven days to create the earth Mm. um there's a lot of sevens in in the the bible these all mean heavenly completeness no it's it's supposed to be heavenly completeness yeah like i mean elsewhere but that's yeah yeah issues yeah some people say that um and then you've got the number three three for emphasis so a ruin a ruin a ruin i shall make it um Mm. so say three times for emphasis so that's three interestingly of course um many religions would also throw in there the trinity Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. So you see three appear a lot actually in mm-hmm. in the world actually everywhere mm. in terms of a sort of symbolic mm-hmm. um, yeah there's always three if you think about it you know we talk about the rule of three yeah mm-hmm. um, and and it it crops up a lot mm. yeah I mean apparently it's I mean it's alliteration it, it's meant to work well in speeches isn't it mm. education 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 <laughs> exactly yeah mm. um, number ten. What does that mean? I don't know. I can't remember. Apparently, entirety. So if, if okay. something's 10, it's entire. Um, what about to, number six? Well, no one likes number six generally. So so why? Why is the number six considered? Six, six. six yeah, six, six, six. So six um, is supposed to mean incompleteness or imperfection. Mm. So the mark of the wild beast with 666 is yeah. because it's this um imperfect yeah, yeah uh, worldly if you like or satanic mm-hmm. thing yeah because um, it's imperfect yeah mm-hmm. so yeah there's there's a, a lot of this uh, around numbers the bible talks about 40 a lot as well 40 days 40 nights mm-hmm. uh 40 days it's just this feels so it feels so on the antithesis of what to me like not growing up in it at all of jw stuff because it seems to it's it seems to like they hate like we said they don't like charm bracelets or birth mm. birthstones mm. and things like that because it means mm. this or like giving like i guess the only like the things i suppose that they've chosen to give meaning to if it's any, yeah. if it's world meaning then it's booted but they're sort of see and i think a lot of it though to be honest Celine, is is because obviously we're, um producer bob and me were brought up as jehovah's witnesses mm. we, we Obviously, we see it in that light, but a lot of this is completely adopted from uh, what they would consider worldly religions, because um, mm. they they if you look at the internet, if you type in the numerology of the Bible, mm. you'll see most of this is in there. There might be slight differences, but mm-hmm. it's pretty much the same. So it's not like you know there is an impression that it's just this strange, weird thing that you know they've come up with. Well. They've nicked a lot of it, to be quite frank. Which actually, I don't know, uh, (laughs) as somebody that's come out of the religion, I did think all of the ideas were unique and only to Jehovah's Witnesses. And then when I come out and learn, oh my goodness, nearly every other religion is exactly the same, that blew my brains because you're taught that, you know, we know the truth. We're the only mm. true religion. We, you know. Then you'd think it was very unique and different. Yeah. You? If it's the only and true one. And then find isn't at all. was just no. like, oh. <laughs> no, I just happened to pick exactly. this particular version yeah. of. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah. Mm. Yeah. There's, there's, um, it, it's essentially a Protestant religion. Mm. It, 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 you can tell its roots. It comes from uh, a Protestant mm. um, ethos in many respects. A lot of the stuff around, you know, uh, rejecting idols, which is mm-hmm. interesting because yes, idols that's... is another example of symbolism. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Mm. I was just thinking about the very plain halls and they're purposefully, mm. right. almost purposefully anti-symbolic. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's, yeah. it's almost symbolic in itself, and, isn't it? And that is a really good point, Slim, because it was drummed into me, um, obviously, that churches were very ostentatious, yeah. full of these um, stained glass windows mm. with their crosses mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. candles and stuff like that. So I thought, 
uh, you know, religion and praising God had to be very plain and simple. Mm-hmm. And actually, as somebody that's left and to now go into these cathedrals and abbeys and places of worship with an open and fresh mind, I actually find it really beautiful yeah. myself personally. I just think some of these beautiful um, symbolic stained glass windows or these crosses mm-hmm. they have hanging, and I just think it's actually quite a shame that the religion of Jehovah's Witnesses makes it so plain because it's just, I don't know, it strips it a little bit of character and personality, I think. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, again, though, what, what's interesting about that is that um, if you go into a Church of England church or cathedral or whatever, um, the stained glass windows and the the cross, maybe the candelabras and stuff are mm. quite ornate, but it is still quite plain. Mm. If you compare that to, if you go to Venice or you go to the Vatican or, or whatever, mm. you know, if you look at what 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 Catholicism is, I mean, you're talking on a different level, yeah. And, and actually, that was if you look at like the the uh, original Reformation project, you know, um, it, it was about. Um, I mean, Cromwell, Oliver Cromwell would go around just completely destroying. Um, it, it's understood that um, the UK, obviously where we're based, was stripped of so much beautiful. Mm religious symbolism and mm. uh, and art and, and everything it was just stripped of it mm. in the um in the idea that you know we had to get rid of all of this because the bible talks about graven images and, and mm. all of that so so that was very much and, and actually that that again it echoes really jehovah's witnesses just are echoing that sentiment mm. uh, my argument against uh, the problem with um uh windows um what are they called Stained glass, stain glass, glass window. <laughs> Suddenly, my mind went completely blank. <laughs> is that what? What really are they? I mean, they are illustrations, aren't they? Mm-hmm. So Stories when I went into that, mm-hmm. but they're just illustrations, and and you know they're no different mm. from the books, tracts, mm-hmm. videos, pictures. Yeah. It's that, just the tradition it comes from, I suppose, that they take issue with. I guess, mm, but yeah, it's it. Yeah, it's interesting to yeah. to choose a certain way of doing things. If, to reject something, you make a statement anyway, don't you? Yeah. So yeah. they're yeah. not being complete. Like they're not being. Uh, I, I guess it's like how when they say they we're not part of the world, so we're not we're not making we're not part of the decisions. But choosing to not engage with with certain things means that you're taking. Yeah, so like, mm-hmm. you know, when we were speaking um, about the um, sort of South Africa apartheid situation, mm-hmm. they refused to sort of discuss that at their halls and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like, because they weren't part of the world in politics, but that did make a, a statement, uh, in the, you know, so it's these things well, make statements still. Yeah, on that point, actually, Celine, you just saying that just yeah. triggered a memory in my head. I, I mm-hmm. mean, I don't know if Stephen would agree with me on this. Slight, I suppose, slightly de-topic, de- but with you saying about not meant, not talking about apartheid and stuff, mm. do you remember, Stephen, that it was kind of like frowned upon not to mention public figures or famous people in public talks or in any um, yeah items that they would give from the platform, which is the Jehovah's Witness equivalent of the pulpit? And then in recent years, I've noticed like even a, a, a major assembly a couple of years ago, I remember, I think a governing body member mentioned Arnold Schwarzenegger or something. I was so shocked. Mm. It just triggered a little memory in my head when you said that, Selene, about, mm. you know, not almost like completely ignoring popular culture. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that again, though, that idea of um, being separate from the world, yeah, that in mm-hmm. itself is a, is a sort of symbolic thing. It's um, mm. in reality, as you quite rightly say, it's it's not really possible, is it? But you know, be no part of the world as I'm no part of the world. That this means this, but mm. it doesn't really. It means it means the things that is decided. It means mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> you know, because we you go, have to to go to work, to work and we go to uh, interact or, with people, yeah. and we go to shops, and we so pay your taxes exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so um, it, it's. It's an interpretation. This comes back to this hermeneutics thing. All symbols are interpreted, all or mm. all, all symbols are an interpretation of something in front of you, and you're saying this thing means this other thing. Mm. 
Mm. Um, and that is an interpretation. And then other people have to try and interpret what you've just interpreted. So mm. it, it becomes very complicated. And that's why you have this, 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 it's contested through language. It's, it's argued, it's discussed. That's why that's the difference when you're in a high control group. It's mm. not contested and it's yeah. not argued. It comes yeah. from down above. Mm-hmm. And then so, when the rules change, you just, you just throw in. You, <laughs> you know, that I the think. Chariots that... on the move. <laughs> the chariots yeah. on the move. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. And the rules just change and you just have mm-hmm. to like accept it. I mean, Stephen, um, mm. well, I'm sure um, agree with me on this. Um, mm. Me and my friend were talking about this before I came on the podcast because mm. we were chatting through ideas. And when JW um, launched their logo, jw.org, mm. and it's probably quite familiar, blue logo with the white yep. text. And that logo went up everywhere, like all Mm. over Kingdom Halls. Um, It's now, you know, all over people's personal Mm -hmm. literature and stuff. I, that was, they call it a stumbling block. That was Mm -hmm. a stumbling block for me because I could not believe we had a logo that people Mm -hmm. were displaying so prominently everywhere because that went against everything they'd always taught. Um, did you pick up on that, Stephen? I mean, you would have been it then, but well, yeah. But I, I remember when um, I remember when there was a building project. Um, I think somebody decided to do a little uh, sort of different colour brickwork into the shape of a watchtower. Yeah, that was a bit of a thing in some kingdom halls, and mm-hmm. I remember there being quite a discussion about that. You know, is that really what we should be doing? What does mm-hmm. the society think about that? And it was decided, no, we wouldn't do that because mm-hmm. of, of, you know, actually it is symbolism, sort of symbol, mm-hmm. yeah, um, akin to idolatry. Um, but yeah, that seems to have been completely uh, thrown out of the window, doesn't it? Yeah. But I, I think that's, um, I mean, for me, I just want to, I just want to flag what what we just came up with there because i think that is so important what you said celine is that Mm. um it is one of the defining elements of a cult that unlike normal culture which contests what symbols mean and that contests discusses debates falls out has arguments comes together agrees eventually it becomes the way it is Mm. That's what happens in normal culture, but in a cult, that is not what happens. It, as you said, Celine, it is a diktat from mm. above. So mm. yesterday, the locusts mm. in the Bible symbolized the millions of people preaching the word. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, oh, it doesn't symbolize that at all. It mm. symbolizes something completely different. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a completely different way of um, symbols. New light, new light, Stephen. Mm, yeah, <laughs> no, it's, yeah. it's true though, isn't it? No, it is true. And it, and 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 when you're in a high control group, and that happens, as happened frequently to Jehovah's Witnesses, it throws you because mm. you like what you've been taught and has been drummed into you. Uh-huh. is no longer the real truth but they you were taught it was the truth uh-huh. but now you don't even have time to accept the change you just have to when i say accept i mean to process uh-huh. you just have to sort of oh okay switch That's right. and, and 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 if you don't then you're going against uh-huh. the leaders that yeah. where it comes from and then you're seen as like you know apostate or questioning or something uh-huh. yeah and it's yeah, just true. like, honestly, your head is just constantly in turmoil because you just don't yeah. know whether you're coming or going half the time. You mm-hmm. really don't. That's right. Yeah. Well, this is the thing is what I was saying in terms of when you leave and people still think they see signs of Armageddon, yeah. even though they don't believe because it's so drummed into you. Yeah. And, and it, that has repercussions on terms of yeah how things can become stumbling blocks, as they like to refer it to. They do yeah. it to themselves as well because yeah. they, they do like you said, in a very dictatorial way, say what means what, and then they decide it doesn't anymore. And that is mm. going to have an impact because if you spend your whole life being told what a table is and then we all decide that tables aren't tables anymore, um, it's going to throw you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, and, and words and symbols and iconography and all that do, do change, mm. but, but in they a, change in, over in time. Process. 
yeah, and collectively. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Mm. I've got some more here. Um, yeah. Should I throw these out? Because we've yeah. yeah. probably run out of time. So I've got so I've got the locusts. So I remember that was a was a symbol. Um, mm. I can't remember what they are supposed to represent now. Um, oh. But it used to be it used just, to be yeah. all the people witnessing like locusts. Mm. You know, good <laughs> thing. And that, oh no, it's not a good thing. Anymore. Does it? Um, no. <laughs> we got the Jonadab class, um, which was a big thing back in the day. The great crowd, the hundred forty-four thousand. Mm-hmm. So the 144,000 is quite an interesting one because, again, this is a choice to make something that is clearly symbolic. Mm. In the Bible, I mean, it's 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 so clearly all, you know, nobody, none of the other bits around that are taken as literal. No. But for some mm. reason, that number is. Um, we've got Babylon the Great. I've got it's, that one. It's decided that that's mm. what is that? Uh, I would say of? I said that that's a collective term they use for all religions, excluding yeah. Jehovah's Witnesses. But Everybody world that's empire, yeah, world empire, religion. false religion, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the or disgusting the thing. Oh, other sheep, yeah, yeah. Those mm. are those are the non-anointed Jehovah's right. Witnesses. So those are ones that aren't members of the hundred forty-four thousand that sheep. go to heaven. That's right. You yes. have the earthly hope. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and of course, sheep itself is a symbol, isn't symbol, it? Symbol, yeah, because we're sheep no and shepherd, Jesus. Yeah. So um, you've and got goats sheep too. and goats. Well, I couldn't remember sheep. what the latest no. teaching is on that. We, me and my friend were trying no. to talk about it, and <laughs> when we were kids, goats meant you were worldly, which is yeah. But and I don't even know what it is these days. I I mm. think what I think it's still the same, but what they used to say. I think what they're flip-flopped on is the idea that when you're knocking on doors or preaching, that you are doing the separating work of sheep and goats. Uh, I think mm. it's still thought that, you know, the sheep are the good ones because why is why are the sheep good? Well, because they, they are... They do as told. They do as they're told. Yeah, they're nice and, mm. you know, they're, they're Pliable. Placid, Follow the leader. Exactly. Mm. But not evil sheep, obviously. <laughs> evil no, sheep we're an evil sheep. But goats, mm. love goats. a goat. Goats are great. Well, goats are brilliant because they're just so energetic. funny, energetic. <laughs> they, they will not do what they're told. They're mischievous. <laughs> yeah, we like goats. Um, yeah. Maybe you should have called yourself Evil Goat. Yeah. But that would be too obvious. You've got to work for it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's because we saw an evil not sheep symbolic on holiday. <laughs> yeah, we did see a really evil sheep mm. on holiday. That is the yeah. main reason for Oh, brilliant. It. <laughs> yeah, what about yeah. the disgusting thing? Oh yeah, so I, I, I was. What was that? I think isn't that um, supposed to be the United Nations? Oh yes. Oh. Yeah. That's so sad. Mm. It's uh, a good thing. It's a re- it was a yeah, reaction to right. war. United Nations. Yeah, because that's Why standing. Like it? It's standing in place of God's kingdom. So um, uh, the the United Nations are disgusting because they're standing in in the place of of where God's kingdom should be. Mm. Yeah. That's which, sad. which, quite interestingly, now that I'm not a Jehovah's Witness anymore, I don't see the UN mentioned quite so much in the world yeah. as it yeah. was within the Jehovah's Witness religion. I don't think many people are that interested in the UN. They just see it as yeah. a that's probably true. Actually. An organisation that, like, yeah. you know, steps into wars occasionally. And I don't, I don't, I don't think outside of Jehovah's Witnesses, it's talked as about discussed. as much as it was. Yeah. 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 I think you're absolutely right. I think mm. you're absolutely right. It, Certain things were given more emphasis than they were in the world. Yeah. 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 Um, mm. There's lots of dragons, lots of wild beasts. Um, mm. Lots of some like, really ugly looking uh, revelations. Yeah, mm. symbol- symbolic creatures and stuff. Very mm-hmm. scary, some of them. Absolutely. We've got um, Nebuchadnezzar's tree, of course, with the, oh, yeah. the bands and the. This tree mm. was so big, it, it went. Into the heavens, and all all creatures could um, nest in it, go mm. under its shade. Yeah, mm. um, and then it gets cut down, and bands, copper bands, are put around it, and then so this is all the the dream of of Nebuchadnezzar. We touched on this, um, yeah, in our mm. dreams one, because that's another. Obviously, dreams are another mm. area where mm. where we could apply symbols, mm. um, and then there's some really kind of f- fairly standard ones. The rainbow, of course. Mm. Mm-hmm. so the rainbow is 
I think promise. that upset quite a lot of people when uh, the uh, queer community took the rainbow one as a, as a main symbol. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's ours. And that, that's yeah. actually quite a good point, isn't it? Because it again, you know, nobody owns these. These are mm-hmm. these are just things that that you know anybody can mm. uh, can adopt. Yeah, olive mm-hmm. branch. Yeah, um, the land flowing with milk and honey. So that was one that when I was little, when I was a little boy, mm. I, in my mind's eye, cause that's what um, Israel were promised this land flowing mm-hmm. with milk and honey. Um, unfortunately, they were actually people living on there already who were going to have to be slaughtered, obviously. Um, but the land <laughs> Let's over that bit. flowing <laughs> with milk and honey. And I, in my head, when I was a little boy, I imagined, like, I suppose, a Willy Wonka-type situation going on. With these... I did, like, like with did the, you? like, lake of milk yeah. and stuff. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's nice, at least. It's a it nice location. Yeah. yeah. But doesn't that... That says something about psychology as well, because, like, as a child... We we're not very good at symbolism. We're we're very literal, mm. aren't we? Mm-hmm. We take things very literally, and it seems to be as we get more mature, we and get better at it, yeah. yeah at using symbols and understanding them. As a child, mm-hmm. we're just very we're very literal. You know, mm-hmm. if somebody said to me, "I'm going to kill you," you know, mm. yeah, but yeah, you realise well, that that doesn't mean that. Yeah. Right? So, well, yeah, on a very like non-aggressive note, I just someone told me broccoli's were little trees, and I believe they were little trees. Oh, that's so yeah, cute. <laughs> yeah, just tiny trees. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, good, yeah. 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 it's nice though. My mum used to tell me if you ate an apple seed, mm. that you'd have an apple tree growing your tummy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Carrots make you see in the dark. All that. Yes, yeah. eat your carrots. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, what about this one? Um, Jacob's sheep. I've written it down as Jacob's sheep and the sticks stuff. Do you remember about Jacob's sheep and the sticks? Jacob's sheep and the sticks. So I remember when I was... Sounds like a band name. Celine's putting that one in the bank. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I've got that for later. So when I was a young man, I started to read the Bible from cover to cover. That was one of the things that you had to have done if you ever wanted to be an elder so mm-hmm. you know i was i was quite ambitious to be an elder so i thought well i better start reading the bible from cover to cover and um it didn't take me long before i got to a part of the bible that what does that mean um mm. so apparently what what happened was um jacob was well he was kind of conned wasn't he by his uh future father-in-law he wanted to marry one of his daughters Rachel, but he, he got, yeah. yeah he got he got conned out of that and ended up marrying the other daughter um and then he um he agreed to work for was it laban was it oh, i should have uh, i think it was laban yeah uh, laban that's right he, he agreed to work with, for laban but he's basically exactly um, and if he did that he would get his other daughter as well so he'd end up with the daughter that he really wanted as well as the one he didn't yeah poor leah i think was the yeah. other one, wasn't it? um anyway right. um, she was the first wife that he didn't these really are the want. one this is what handmaid's tale uses as the justification uh, for what they do yes, okay. yeah so this is what this is based around as as part of their doctrine Interesting. So what mm. Laban what Laban says is, well, how am I going to pay you? I can't pay if you're going to work for me for was it seven years? Interestingly, uh, if I'm <laughs> going to pay you, um, I don't have any money. I can't pay you. Yeah, so um, he said, he said uh, Jacob said to him, well, I'll tell you what, I'll take any animal that's either dark or multicolored. You know, so um, not the pure white sheep. I'll have anything that's different colors. Mm-hmm. Um, and that seemed to mean that Laban got a better deal because that was more common. Mm. So Jacob would have a few of these sheep, cattle, whatever, and um, so that that meant that he had a start, but he wouldn't have many because you know it wasn't that common. Mm-hmm. So what he did, he got some sort of sticks, and he um, got a knife and he he peeled back the bark to create white stripes on the sticks mm. and he put the sticks in front of the the water trough where the the uh, animals would drink from and um and 
when they mated in front of these sticks, then that because it, the, the sticks were multicolored now, that would mean that there would be more uh, multicolored sheep that came from it. As we know, biology works that way yeah <laughs> okay that's really isn't interesting. that interesting yeah, yeah i didn't yeah. realize that i'm just having a quick look now yeah you're yeah. right it was laban yeah mm. genesis 30 um it talks about yeah all of this and it's something that i don't i, I never i didn't hear anything about that until i started reading the bible i remember thinking that's odd that suggests that that jacob thought that you know if i if i put multicolored sticks in front of sheep that that's gonna Mean that the, yeah. yeah and and the bible seems to suggest that it worked mm. um so i think that's quite interesting so that was a, a sort of symbolic act that had some mm-hmm. um yeah desired Meaning result for some reason, at yeah. least in the in the in the world of the bible it did mm-hmm. yeah so um i'm just trying to think if there's any we've we've missed i mean got a loads, couple of, really got a couple oh. of Fun ones, yeah. Go for it. Um, Let's finish on some fun yeah. ones. Yeah. So I um, when we we talked about what we we're going to talk about today, I had a quick look on Reddit today to see yeah. if anybody yeah. got mm-hmm. any points, and saw a great one today. Mm-hmm. Uh, some guy has posted that. Did anybody remember? And he's talking mm-hmm. about symbolisms, and he said he um, men's ties, you know, like mm-hmm. the knot of the tie. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. said to be a bit more creative because you can't have much individuality in a cult. He started to learn, you know, artistic tie knots. Uh-huh. And he said one day he did one that was no known as the Trinity knot. And I have yeah, seen the, this the one. Three. Like, yeah. yeah, three okay. slices of the tie. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, really quite nice. You know, if you look up artistic uh-huh. tie knots, anybody you can get do some really good ones. And anyway, apparently he went on the ministry and some really uber... JW sister came storming over to him, absolutely furious, mm. and was incensed at him because of his tie, because she said that it represented the Trinity, which represents Satan and okay. his religion. How dare he wear that on the ministry? He was baffled, but mm. he just thought it was a funny little anecdote. Mm. And then, of course, this started off mm. um, people's tales of other things that they've mm-hmm. encountered from other witnesses mm. and uh, like we talked about earlier you know the Jezebel nails mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I just thought that was a that was a good one because I I have actually heard that before about knots mm. and stuff meaning things mm-hmm. but I'd forgotten it yeah, yeah that, that is interesting yeah yeah I mean that that's fairly arbitrary one isn't it just because it's in three mm-hmm. would seem like yeah but I, I mean that, cares, yeah, we, we, yeah that, we've talked about um short skirts and Slits in skirts and tight pants and um, beards. How can we forget beards? Yeah, yeah, that's why all the extra W men have beards because they weren't allowed. (laughs) You can always tell. Yeah, Yeah. there's Stephen with your beard. You joined that club, Mm -hmm. yeah. That's just laziness. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a really good point, actually. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but these, so they, those are seen as symbols aren't they because they're seen as statements essentially yeah um i think yeah. that's the idea that, that yeah. people are mm. interpreting them mm. but it must only be that because otherwise why would you get yourself so worked up about well yeah. so innocuous you know it's just silly yeah, yeah I, I i mean there is some um claims that it, it stems back to um when rutherford took over from the beard thing it oh yeah stems back yeah. From when rutherford took over the presidency from russell who had a had a, a big sort of i suppose you know i don't know pastor's beard that's what i think about it as. yeah um it was fashionable he, wasn't it for it was at the, the time. time yeah that's it mm. um so but i also fashion. heard on that on the subject of beards that in the 1970s if you had a beard obviously you were seen as a hippie oh. so yeah. it was seen as a worldly trend mm. Mm. Yeah. don't know more beards now that's it gone <laughs> no, unless there's new light on it, and then beards are actually the thing. Are good. <laughs> yeah, I hope you yeah. can grow a beard. Well, they did. Have, funnily enough, Celine, you joke, but apparently mm-hmm. there was a watchtower a couple of years ago which mentioned mm-hmm. that beards are, you know, depending on where you live in the world, it's up to the men if they have a beard, caused mm-hmm. a stir. Oh, oh big did news, you know that, Stephen. No, I didn't. I like that it depends on where you live in the world. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to yeah, know think... which countries are allowed to consider it. <laughs> And which yeah. are just absolutely not. 
for warmth. You may have a beard for warmth. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's all. It's all very confusing. Mm, um, there there's. Um, I just wanted to get in. This completely uh, a heart handbrake turn here because it's got nothing mm. to do with what we're talking about. But did you know? <laughs> did okay. you know that um, you know the Bluetooth symbol? Yes. Mm. Do you know where that comes from? Rune, runestone. Oh, well ah. done. Yeah. Oh, stuff. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So tell us, tell us. I, that, I just know that. That's oh, all that's I know. I, I, yeah, I, 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 I've read it. Like, I've yeah. read it. Yeah, I read all sorts of these little snippets, and then yeah. they sort of like mm. disappear in my mind. And yeah, mm. um, yeah. Get, runestone. Good in a pub quiz. Yeah, ru- <laughs> runestone. Yeah. yeah. So apparently, it's um, from the the guy who invented Bluetooth. Um, had been reading uh, a book about ancient Vikings. Mm-hmm. and um uh, blue what's his name blue um bluetooth uh herald of bluetooth okay or harold bluetooth um he was a, an old norse king and he uh, he wanted to unify these little islands and so mm. on so in De- so not norway denmark of course he wanted to unify all these these kingdoms um, and so the guy who was inventing Bluetooth thought, well, that's quite a good analogy because he's trying to allow you to use all different devices together. Mm-hmm. So link them all together. So that's essentially what he was doing. So he looked at the runes, the, the symbols, essentially mm-hmm. the letters for yeah. um, the H and the B in these, these old Norse uh, runic symbols. And he put them together. So that's actually what that's they the story, are. They are the, combination of the h and the b i like that are you not allowed to um listen to bluetooth if you're jw (laughs) because you can't have get rid of all your bluetooth (laughs) headphones let's let's mess with their minds and tell them (laughs) yeah did you know no more speaker systems for you (laughs) (laughs) what about the heart symbol do you know what that comes from Hmm. no what like as in like the more. Yeah, the sort of the Valentine's style, the icon, yeah, yeah the heart icon. I don't know. That's an interesting one. Detail. So yeah. I don't think anybody knows for sure, but there's um, so some people think it's you know when swans are about to mate or when they're kind of they put their little their courtship, heads together. They, they mm. do, and that's the shape of of the heart. If you look mm. at the the what that looks like, so some people think it's that. Which I think I like that one. I think I'm going to go with that one. But I, th- other people, I think I know the other one you're going to say, and it's not as nice. Uh, women's bottoms. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Surely yeah. it should be a peak. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought that was interesting. So yeah, yeah. we are we are sense making machines. That is one singles. of the things that we do. Um. <laughs> so when you said earlier about Nike as well, I was thinking, yeah. you know, actually she's the goddess of victory. And what was that? Her? I thought it was a girl. It's a Nike, oh, and she's a woman. Is she it? Yeah, and her the tick is her the way her wings are on her back. Oh, yeah, okay. she's a goddess of victory. That's cool. I believe well, we've learned that's very authoritative. I hope that was right. <laughs> but um, she appears at uh, the Nike symbol. I went to Turkey and I went to okay. um, oh. Ephesus, oh. and it appears all over Ephesus, like oh. in the ru- ruins, like it was. Wow. They used to put the Nike symbol above doorways and stuff. That's very cool. Yeah, it's it's, it's really interesting. So mm. that's why Nike chose that, which makes yeah. sense, doesn't it? That does make sense. It does. Yeah. But but it kind of brings us back to the beginning of our conversation, which um, it, it shows you how difficult it is for us thousands of years later to kind of, you know, again, if somebody was was trying to make sense of our civilization, um, that it would be very difficult for them to work out exactly what that meant, based mm-hmm. on, you know, the fact that it was this ancient god. You know, did this mean then that uh, that people in the twenty first century actually there was this huge cult of Nike? You know, mm-hmm. you could see why that could be. You, you, you might, might you? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's one of the hard things about historians, isn't it? They have mm-hmm. to piece all that together. Nice one. Cool. Well, symbols. Wow. Tick that off. Very good. Very Lovely. good. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. That was fun. And like oh, you yeah. say, a massive topic. You could go on for yeah. hours with it. I know, I know. Yeah, it is it is it is a huge subject. Mm-hmm. I mean it covers quite a lot of um of our interests really. So mm. yeah, very, very, there we go. 
good subject well thank you very much sure both. thank you and thanks, thanks you. for joining us producer bob today it's been thank really you for fun having me. yeah good okay well thank you listeners for joining us and don't forget to like and subscribe um and keep telling your friends and uh yeah see you next time bye, bye. bye. What Should I Think About is an Evil Sheep production.